Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 136 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. Super pleased that you're here today. Today, I'm talking to the lovely Eileen Aaron, who I have to say, I've never met a writer who's more like me in terms of our process. Um, It was kind of a little freaky and really awesome to talk to such a kindred spirit as her. So um, that was really fun. I hope that you enjoy it. I know you will. What has been going on around here? I finally finished one of my synopses. Um, that I'm presenting to my agent to present to my editor. And I think you know that I've just been struggling with these. It, I'm such a crappy first draft writer that to have to write three chapters of something that has to be good, uh, it kind of locks me into this tiny little ball. So I've been fighting with that. But I have started a brand new project, which I really am not sure about yet. It might turn into a, pro- a Patreon challenge for me. It might turn into a whole nother book. Um, it is memoir adjacent, if not actual memoir. And I'm just kind of playing with it right now. I am not trying to tease you by not telling you what it is. It's one of those projects that, if anything, it'll take a year to come to anything or more. So um, all those clicks you hear are Clara behind me. Um wanting her dinner because it's about that time. So I, so all of that to say, I am writing and I'm writing a lot, but I'm not really writing anything that I feel confident in. And I just can't wait to get back into writing a book. I can't wait to be first drafting. And then delicious of all deliciousnesses um, into revision. The longer I am not first drafting, the longer it will be until I'm revising. And I just want to be in revision. I want to just be in something. So, um, that's my yearning right now. And in the meantime, I have to do work in order to get to that point. And that's the work that I'm doing. So I'm keeping pushing through on that. Life is pretty great. Swimming lessons is pretty great. I uh, have dogs wandering around the house and I have um, my small dog literally on my toes right now as I record. It has been a long day and a long week. So I'm going to wrap it up with that and jump into this interview with Eileen Aaron. Please enjoy her just delightful bubbliness. It was a joy to talk to her. And again, always come over to howdoyouwrite.net, drop me a comment about what you think, or hit me on Twitter, reach out to me um, as a response to one of my emails, or join my Slack group. I would just love to talk to you about writing, because it is my favorite thing to do, so and to talk about, and to think about, and I want to talk to you about your writing. So let me have it. Lay it all on me. I'd love to hear how you're doing. Happy writing to you, my friends. Hey, writers. I've opened up some coaching slots. I'm not taking clients on a weekly basis right now as I'm working on my own books, but I am doing one-offs. I call them tune-ups. Tell me your plot problems and ask your character queries. Let me know what stumbling blocks you're up against. Get tips and tricks to get you back on the right track. Ask me questions about all things publishing. Together, we'll brainstorm your specific plan of action, making sure you're in the driver's seat of your book again. You'll receive a 30-minute call over Skype or FaceTime, giving you the honest encouragement you need to keep getting better. 
or a polite ass kicking if that's what you need and ask for. Plus, you'll get an MP3 audio recording or MP4 video, your choice of our chat, so you can re-listen at your leisure. And if you want a little more help, I can also critique either 10 pages or your book's outline and talk you through my findings. Just check out rachelherron.com slash coach for more info. I'd love to work with you. Now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased to welcome to the show today, Eileen Aaron. Hi, Eileen. Hi. Hello. Let me give you a little introduction before we get started. USA Today bestselling author Eileen Aaron is half Irish, half Mexican, and 100% nerd. From Star Wars, the prequels do not count, to Star Trek, TNG for the win, geeks out on Tolkien's linguistics, and has a severe fascination with the supernatural. Eileen has a BS in radio, TV, film from the University of Texas at Austin, and an MFA in writing popular fiction from Seton Hill University. She lives with her husband and daughter in Los Angeles and spends her days doing her favorite things, reading books, creating worlds, and kicking ass. Those are really my three favorite things, too. So <laughs> that's amazing. And were you, um, so when did you get your master's from Seton Hill. Do you know Nicole Peeler? Oh, I do know Nicole Peeler. She's one of my yes. besties. I think that's just such a fantastic program. Um, I, I loved it. I, I really, truly loved it. It's the one, well, I'm sure there's more, but it's the one MFA program I am always really confident to recommend because you end up with a book. They teach you how to write books. Yes. My MFA, exactly. we did not learn how to write a book. I learned how to write beautifully and lyrically and who cares? You know, <laughs> I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to publish. So, right. yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I had never taken a creative writing class before I showed up there. So I was wow. a total newbie. I had no idea, no clue. I just had this book and it was terrible. And I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to fix this. Help. <laughs> and I like learned so much there. It was amazing. Oh, that's so cool. And for people who are listening, it's low residency and everything. So, and now you have a ton of books out. Yes. That's, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. When did you graduate from there? Um, I graduated in January of 2012. Okay. Great. Yeah. So you've built up that, that backlist since then, since getting yeah. your master's. Oh, it's nice to hear of a person with a master's who like can use it and, <laughs> you know, learn something. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so this is a podcast about your writing process because I'm always looking for the magic bullet, which does not exist, but I want my own writing someday to be easier. So I ask people what they do. What does your writing process look like? You're obviously prolific. How do you get the books done? Um, every day in the chair, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I think most people say, just getting in that chair every single day. Um, I Now that I have a kid, I take the weekends off, but I used to not. I was every single day. I had 2,000 words at a minimum. Um, and that, that's just kind of by, by the end of it, you know, by the end of like a month and a half, I've got a full book. So, you know, it's just like daily, the grind. And so now <laughs> with your daughter, where do you fit that time in? It's really difficult. So now I'm <laughs> very difficult. I try and be more efficient. So I really, when it's my writing time and I, I know that I'm good for about like four hours or five hours. And then like, I kind of, then my writing quality like tanks. Mm -hmm. So I've got like, and I, I kind of hoard them and, and nothing is ever going to intrude. Um, if I have to do any like publishing work or whatever that comes after my writing work is just like, that same time, 
mama's got to do this. I have a nanny. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that, you know. So, that that yeah. seems to be the one common denominator from everybody is getting the creative work done first and then then you yeah. can handle the rest of life and the business. Yeah. But, I try not to even like check the email because otherwise then the too. to-dos start creeping in and it's, oh, it stinks. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and where do you write? Do you stay at home or do you go out to a cafe or? I stay at home. Um, I sometimes have to work, go on location with my husband. He's a movie producer. And so that gets tricky. at work to cafes. <laughs> So it's, it's fun, but you're always moving around a bit. So sometimes when I'm on location, I am in a cafe, but I don't love it. I, I find it noisy and distracting. So my quality work is done. I like to be alone in a quiet spot and um, when I'm at home I'm in my office. Do you so. use anything like writing soundtracks or white noise yeah. or – I love listening to Ludovico Winawade. He's like a – he's a modern um, – composer, pianist, it's simple and like very quiet, no, no lyrics. So I always have to have music. I've got to have, for some reason, headphones on. It makes me sink back into the world a little bit more. I can't be playing it. I have speakers. I have these beautiful speakers in my office and like that doesn't, it doesn't help. Like it's got to be in my ear. It's got to be like in my head. I have never heard anybody else say that. And that is so true to the point where sometimes I put my headphones on and then I forget to start up the white noise or the music. And I don't notice for I'll be I've been writing for forty five minutes and then I go, Oh, my heavens are on. Nothing's playing, but I can feel it and that means I'm in the zone. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's like this thing, you know, you just gotta you gotta put it and then you're like, Okay, now I'm in the story world. I can do this, you know? It's just part so, of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? Um, the second half of the second act. That is always Interesting. So leading into the dark right. moment. No matter what I've done. Yeah, like right up, right before I hit like the midpoint and then leading into the dark moment, for some reason, it feels like this never-ending tunnel that there's the light at the end is just really, really tiny and I'm just never going to get it and this book will never be done. It's never going to be finished ever, ever, ever. And I always it, – it passes. You get through there. But and it's your process and you know it. I know, like, I get really bummed out. I'm like, this book, I'm just never, oh, I'm never going to finish it. And I'm like, you know, complaining and whining. And my husband's like, what part are you writing right now? <laughs> so. My wife always asks the question, and and what are you writing right now? And I'm supposed to answer a shitty first draft. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. I'm like, well, I am succeeding then because that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, right. It's the one you know, like when you're in that one part that you just struggle with, and I don't know, you've got the person in your life that you're just complaining to, and it's just like, <laughs> yep, and they yep. know. And I'm like, no, it's different this time. It's, it's really bad. It's this time. This time, it's the worst. It's always. <laughs> I always say that, and she just goes, "No, you always say that it's the worst thing that's ever happened." Are you a plotter or a pantser when it comes to like aiming towards that dark moment? I am kind of middle of the road. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to be a little bit like, okay, kind of have a plan and then I kind of deviate and I have to check in right, right when the dark moment to make sure that everything is lining up before I hit like the third act. Cause then I'm like, wait a second. I thought I was going to be in this, but now I'm over here. So, hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I also like you enjoy being in the middle of the road between 
plaiting and panting, but right about that time that you're talking about, because I have a hard time in that area too. I, I am usually like, I wish I was a plotter. I wish yeah. somebody would hand me what the story is about because I don't know anymore. Yeah. Well, some people write like, you know, a hundred page outlines. I don't know. I'm like, that's your first draft. I'm like, that's the first draft, guys. Like, that's not, that's not an outline. That's, that's insanity. I yes. have like the, <laughs> like literally people do hundred page outline. I just heard my, my girlfriend doing it like yesterday. I said, what? Yeah. That, or like, that's I, ban- bananas. I'm like, what are you doing? That's that's a first draft for me. I'm yes. like, that's not that's too detailed. I I have like the 40 note cards thing, the Blake Snyder 13 beats, and then the 40 note cards, and like that's about as detailed as I get, you know. And like each one just has a sentence, a like random thing. I mean, have you yeah. seen the new um say uh, the the save the cat the novel version? I just bought it. It's like came via Amazon about a week ago. I, I haven't. Like, I also haven't yeah, read it. But I haven't. Read it. <laughs> We're the same. You know, we really are very similar. I have. To I say love it. So far. Okay, so what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? I love revising. I love okay. adding. We're, t- yeah. we're twins. We're we're sisters separated yes. by birth. Yeah, revising. Yes. Tell me I what you love it. about revision because it's the best part for me. It's really where like the story comes alive. I feel like I do this kind of like the shitty first draft and then I go back through and it's almost like sketches, you know, I have like a lot of dialogue, basic description. Then I get to go in and like have fun. Okay. What would make this setting cool? We're in like this fairy realm. What would be cool about this? And then I get to like really dig in and like make it shine. Um, yeah. I think and, that I, okay, and something that you just said just prompted me, something that I really like in revision is when I do have those thinly sketched out scenes, I get, to, that's when we get to ask ourselves, how would I surprise myself right here? And that's for me when the big surprises happen. Yeah. And you del- like kind of delve into like the emotional state of the characters. Like, what are they really feeling? They're arguing about this, but how, like, let's add in some more emotion. How, what are they thinking inside? Like, how are they feeling? How is like viscerally any reaction that they're having to what's happening? And how can I weave that through? That's when like the fun stuff, like, I'm like, yes, now this is a book. <laughs> so how do you feel when you're actually doing a first draft? Um, it's the, probably the hardest part. The second act, you know, yeah. is the hard, the first draft. And then I'm like, Me too. I don't know. I, I have fun writing that first act. I'm like, it's all new. This is great. And then I, somewhere, you know, about that mid, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm never going to make it over this hill <laughs> of this act. Oh, I'm like, it's not new anymore. It's not fun. I'm like, is this any good? <laughs> Do you, are you like me though, in that you ski downhill to the end of the book? Like the end of the book is always like, oh my God, I'm there. How did I get there? All of a sudden, I hit that, and then it's like, oh, yes, this is fun again. (laughs) And I'm having a great time. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever met anybody who exactly mirrors my process. That's really weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is amazing. Me too. Like, I've never met anybody that's, like, the same. Like, yes. Yeah, because – and I will point out to listeners that that means that most processes are different in many ways. It's just that Maya and Eileen seem to be very similar. <laughs> Can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? Um, I think one of my favorite craft tips for getting through that first draft is to never stop a day's work at the end of a scene or end of a chapter. I used to do that 
It's terrible. It's terrible. Then you're every single day you're starting out staring at that blank page, and you're, you know, and it's a horrible feeling in your gut. If you have something that you can flow into, that's that was I heard that a few years ago, and I was like, ooh, that's a good one. I'm keeping it. I will even stop in the middle of a sentence if I'm sure that I know how it ends. Sometimes that helps. Do you leave yourself yeah. breadcrumbs too? Like sometimes I'll remember to leave myself like bullet points for what I want to do the next day, and then sometimes I forget. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll put down, oh, and this is this is good. This is good stuff. This is the meat. This is going to be juicy. I want to write this next tomorrow. And, I, and then I'm like excited instead of like dreading that cursed, you know, blank page. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, what is the thing in writing when you're with your writing group, you know, with your writing community that you always end up talking about the thing that you're kind of passionate about? For me, it's process. <laughs> Yeah. What, what think, is it for you? I think <laughs> I think we're the same. I want to know what everybody's doing. And I want to know if anybody has a tip to like make it through the second act easier. <laughs> like, do you have that thing in your head where it's making your life miserable and you just like you sail through the entire first draft? I want I want to meet that person. <laughs> I want to meet that person too. I think we, yes, exactly. That is, that's why I'm always asking. And in fact, when you said about the 40 note cards, I'm like, I don't have 40 note cards. Maybe 40 note cards would help me. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, but then I forget about it and I put it on the wall and I I have a a dry erase ball that's magnetic board that's magnetic. And I put all the cards up there and then I'm writing and I forget about them entirely. And then I get the, and I'm like, oh, wait. Oh no, I was, oh. well, I mean, maybe if I move this one here and then, um, hmm. <laughs> do you ever do the thing where you run into a wall and you're like, I have written myself into a corner. I'm never going to get out of this. And then you reference your notes and you realize that you already figured it out. You just forgot. I sometimes do that. And I sometimes think I'm like, feeling. I, I, I like think that I'm, I'm supposed to hit like the act turn at this point. I'm like, Oh no, I went off. And like the, this was supposed, and I'm not doing that anymore. And then I'm like, Oh wait, no, I already hit that. I'm like, <laughs> it's already. Ha- oh, cause I, I, <laughs> so I, do you, so I'm assuming you write Fast and dirty for the first draft, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so fast like a NaNoWriMo fast. kind of process. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, I get it get it done. It takes me about, like, six-ish weeks to get, like, the 80,000 words. Um, I think six- sometimes that's it's, – it's not a problem. I don't call it a problem because I think it's ideal. For me, it's the ideal way to work, and obviously for you, too. But I think that's when I sometimes forget. Like, I get stuck. I, I need to hit the inciting. Oh, I already did the inciting incident. You know, that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like kind of going through it and then you're like, wait, wait, I'm looking at the word count. Did I, did I already do, wait, um, what happened? <laughs> like, where are those note cards? What did I just write? <laughs> have you ever done NaNoWriMo? I have never done NaNoWriMo. It's, I like, I don't know why. Just like for some reason, it's never timed out. I'm always in like a revision thing. And then in November, when it's like all this family stuff, there's no way I'm setting myself up for failure, for failure. You know, it's April and November, right? Uh, Yeah. And I think there's a camp NaNo is like July or something. Something. Yeah. It's like something I'm always hit, like whatever the camp one is right when I'm, when I'm supposed to be revising something. So I'm like, no, I can't do that. And then, and then I'm like writing, but it's November and it's Thanksgiving. I know. I know. It's never going to happen. (laughs) 
I bet you'll do it someday. I bet you'll do it someday. I bet you will. It's so much fun. But yes, the problem is the family and the, the holiday. Yeah. The holiday. It's just, yeah. I, how do people get around that? I'm you like, know what I do? I do a reverse nano, as they uh-huh. call it. So um, if you Google reverse nano, all the numbers come up. So instead of writing 1,600 words every day, you like start off with 4,000 the first day. And then 3,700 the next day. And it keeps going down a little bit. So by the end of November, you're like, I got to write 100 words today to finish. It's pretty great. Oh, now that's probably. You you front load it real hard. And then by Thanksgiving. I could do that. Yes. Yeah. I could do that. I'm just like, I see the month and I'm like, no, I'm traveling. And then we're going to be around family. And then like my husband, he lived in South America, grew up in South America. And like Thanksgiving was the one like thing, American thing that his mother, she would like look forever for um, pumpkins so she can make the pumpkin pie. That's finding so cute. Pie. And so like Thanksgiving is like this oh, thing for him. He's just like, he <laughs> loves it. He loves it. And he like just wants that perfect Thanksgiving. So it's like this giant production. So I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> right. Do you go do you go to South America for it or do you stay in town? No. They're they're in the States now, but we go to wherever his mother is. She makes like crescent rolls like from scratch and everything is from scratch and like it's the soul. And then she has to also make for breakfast these giant caramel rolls that like have cons and like I'm coming to your house. It's it's she's amazing. She's amazing. It's it's the most amazing Thanksgiving meal. So I like yeah, but but it's a production. So <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who's traveled in Thanksgiving knows it's like the worst. It's yeah. the worst. I, I'm like having anxiety about it right now, thinking about it, <laughs> and it's not for months and months and months. Thank God. Okay, so what is the best book that you've read recently, and why did you love it? I really um, loved Sarah J. Moss's Court series. Oh, I don't know anything about that. So it's um, it's right now it's four books. The fourth book is some novellas, but it's really a, like the first bit of it is a trilogy. Um, and I really love the series structure because she starts out with like one guy, and then it's gonna it it all change all changes. I just Ooh. love the structure of like the series as a whole. And I kind of read the first book. And I thought it was a little bit boring. I was like, I don't know. And then it got to the third act. And I was like, this is an amazing third act. Right on. I love this. And then I read, started reading the first act of the next book. And I was like, oh, no, she's gone gone backwards. I'm not, not finishing it. And my editor actually was like, no, you're going to love this book. Promise. I promise. You have to read it. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I already tried it. She was like, do it. So I got to like the third chapter again and I was like, texted her, no way, I'm putting it down, DNF, not <laughs> happening for me. I don't like this book. She was like, what part are you at? She was like, read like the next to the next chapter, the first page, you are going to love it. And I was like, okay. And I like read and I was like, dang it, I do love it. <laughs> what, is, what is the genre? It's um it's supposedly YA fantasy, but uh-huh. it's uh, like and it's kind of like a high fantasy, but the the protagonist is like ni- nineteen, so it's a little bit upper YA, yeah. it, and it's a little bit sexier than a YA, so it's almost like a new adult ish yeah. feel to it. Um, but the the way that the plot kind of changed, she keeps twisting it, and then you're like, oh, I want to no. read it just for the lesson, just to get and, the lesson of that. 
Yeah. And then like by the middle of the book, like I was just like, <laughs> this is the best romantic scene I've ever read in my life. <laughs> so tell me her name again. Sarah J. Moss. Sarah J. Moss, the court series. Okay. That sounds fantastic. Thank yeah. you. And now speaking of awesome books, tell us about you. Tell us about your most recent book or series and where can we find you? So my most recent book um, is Off Planet. I love it. What a gorgeous um, cover it has, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the cover got changed pretty late in the game. It had more of an illustrative cover, and then it went. they asked for a graphic-y one, so I changed it. And I like I like the change. I love it. Thank you. Um, it's a YA uh, space opera series, um, and you can find me at EileenAaron.com. That's so cool. Well, it's lovely meeting my kindred spirit in terms of publishing. Let's keep in touch. You're delightful. It's so much fun. This is amazing. All right. Well, happy writing to you. And um, I will be checking out your books as well as um, the course series. So thank you. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>